So, hello everybody, and welcome to another one web three wednesday here we have our press play and we are doing the special press play editions of road to the game awards brought to you by games.gg as always joined by my co-host that we've heard already hello gaspone hello Fantastic, Gaspard is here with us, and we are joined by jury members once again, as we have been throughout this whole series of Road to the Events. What I'm going to so I'm going to try and get Oliver up here one more time, then I will crack on. Let's try and see if this approved works. Moss on the main account, can you try and approve as well? And we'll try and get people up here. But whilst we are trying to do that, we are joined by two of our four already, so we'll crack on with getting them to introduce themselves. We're joined by Bryson. So, man, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself for anyone that has somehow managed to get into this space and has never heard of who you are? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Good morning. Uh, feels great to be up here. Great to be on a panel of dope people. It's good, Gabby. Hope you're doing well. George, Gaspode. Um yeah, I mean, I've been in Web3 for now, it feels like almost a decade going through the bulls and the bear cycles and everything in between, but been creating content across the space for quite a while now. Um, and we're back again with another games award show, which is exciting because there's some new games that are popping up. I remember last year, uh, I think it was Parallel was like on the most anticipated or one of the most anticipated or something like that. And now, you know, they're in the running for game of the year. So it's cool to see new games coming, uh, content creators, new content creators in the space that have been crushing it and being a part of this, uh, being a part of this panel to talk about some of the games and just the voting process in general. Yeah, fantastic, man. I love the point you're saying there about what we saw last year and now the games a lot of us are hyped for this year. And I, I really like that historical record of where things have progressed from and where we're progressing to. Also up with us already, we have Gabby. So Gabby, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do in the space? And I'll try and get Oliver up. Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Gabby Dizon, co-founder of Yield Guild Games or YUG. We enable uh, guilds within Web3 to get into these games and play and uh, earn resources. Um, and yeah, I've been doing this for three years now. Been in the game industry for 20 years and in crypto and NFTs for the last six. Uh, yeah, just been having fun through all of the ups and downs of this space and i'm happy to be here fantastic happy to have you up here as well and great to have you involved in the whole jury process so what we're going to do is continue to battle against twitter's technical issues to get the last of our speakers up here but whilst we're doing that we're just going to talk about some of the things we've already seen already so I'm going to start with yourself, Bryson, as you've touched on this already from last year. Last year, we had um, some mild criticism about being too early. What do you reckon for year two of the Game Awards? Are we still too early or are we moving in the right direction where we've got games in a state where it's worth to be judging them in this way? I mean, I, I think that there's always going to be a world where like people are going to say, oh my goodness, like too early to talk about games, too early to do this. It's like, yes, we know there aren't a ton of long-term playable experiences that are fully launched. And that's kind of just a byproduct of, yeah, ironically, the amount of years that people have been developing in the space and the amount of time it takes to actually build a game and then build a game that people want to consume consistently. Um, so I wouldn't say it's too early to like 
cast some sort of vote or opinion on what things are because I think people have opinions at all stages. But I do think it's a, it's a thing of like understanding that even though the award show, in my opinion, is like great in terms of accuracy and providing like an unbiased perspective on games, a lot of people from the outside looking in that don't exist in Web3 are going to look at it and be like, hey, hey, maybe these games aren't playable yet. It's like, okay, we, that's fine. We understand that. But at the end of the day, it's better to be early and often than to be late and wondering like what the hell is happening. Yeah, I love that idea as well. And it's one I play to a lot as well because we're judging the games on their current state. Yeah, some of them might be early, some might be a struggle to play, but they're judged on what they are now. So I feel, as you said, people always have opinions at every stage through a game's development. So we might as well look at them in their current state and give our opinions on their current state. And if they're going to get better, we can comment when that happens. If they get worse, I assume we comment that as well. I'm going to throw the same question over to you, Gabby, as well. This is year two of the Game Awards last year were a bit early do you think this year we're in a better state to have more fleshed out games to be doing game awards around or do you think we've still got a while yet to go well a lot of the games are playable now which is a massive improvement from last year where very few of them were i think that uh, for some of the games uh, you can already judge what uh, much of the gameplay would be even though it's not as polished as it, they would want to be and a lot of these games, uh, they they show their gameplay early to their community and have helped build a little bit in public and help make the game better with their community, seeing the game much earlier than they would with traditional games. But yeah, I think it's a great time uh, to celebrate these games. Uh, some of them are definitely more ready than others, but yeah, it's a great time to do it. And I think that's definitely true i like the comment from kind of both of you of looking to what we can play already it might not be as deep as you're going to find in traditional games but at least there's something now whereas there's a lot more um anticipated anticipated games last time and now we're actually playing a lot of them you've both got quite a good handle on community and the pulse of the web3 audience so i'll go to gabby first in the last year kind of across the ups and the downs, how have you seen community and the audience of Web3 actually changing? Yeah, so definitely the community shrunk, uh, especially last year. I think there's a lot of disillusionment. The people who were looking for quick money also went away and uh, you were left with a smaller, much smaller community, but this is your core community that actually believe in what you're doing. So we see this across not just the different games, but within the core community of YGG as well. So these are the people that have stuck with us through good times, bad times. They believe in what we were doing. And we're very happy that, uh, yeah, people stuck with us because I think this will be the people that will be rewarded within the next cycle as well. I think it's definitely kind of leaning into that building a strong foundation now of people who are really interested in the space and kind of hanging in there makes it sound a bit too bleak but kind of hung in there over the turbulent there's definitely a big part of just hanging in there <laughs> <laughs> but before i go on with the questions we have managed to battle against um twitter and we have brought an audience member up to be the guest as we were trying so i'll just check that we can hear you oliver and if you could give an introduction hey everyone. about who you are please yeah thank you we we made it work uh, thanks for the patience. So Olivier, um, I'm a principal BD game investor at AWS. Been a 
long time forward and fan of, of the blockchain and within the gaming industry for a while as well now. Um, firm believer in, in what Web3 can can bring to to games and gamers and super, super happy to be here today and also part of the jury. So thanks guys for, for having me. Yeah, great to have you on stage. And I will go straight to you with this question as well. Across the last year, how have you seen the community and the audience change within the Web3 gaming space? Um, great question. So I think there's a lot of things change, you know, um, first of all, addressing the, you know, the elephant in the, in the X room, it's probably the, the hype has gone down. I think what remains are more serious people and um, people wanting to do better games. Um, and so I think that changes the paradigm quite a bit. Also, I think on a gamer side, with a little less having to do with volatility, better quality of games. Um, the, the, the idea is changing as well, that it's not just about what's going on. Um, so, so what I was saying, there's, there's you know, threefold basically. Uh, for, first of all, you know, the hype coming down maybe around game developers, around Web3 that you know, more, I would say more serious people are still here and, and willing to build better games, which is what we're seeing. The second is on on the um, player side, Web two player side. I think you know the fact that it's not all resolving around um, you know crypto and volatility that helps a lot of um, um, I would say Web Web two players to to come in and start enjoying more and more of those uh, Web three games. Um, and then the third fold is around the bigger company within the game game development space or publishers. So last week I was at Slash at the Future of Games. Um, and you could see with Ubisoft, you could see it with Bandai and plenty of others that are really, really um, um, trying to um, embrace uh, blockchain technology and, and Web3 run games. It's, it's not exactly clear how they want to do it. Uh, CCP also was a, an absolutely great example of, of uh, what you can do. So I'm seeing it very positively. I'm seeing lots of things going in the right direction. 100% agree with that right direction. It's really exciting to see kind of how things are progressing across the year. And I'm quite excited to see how we move into the start of the next year as well. While we battle to see if George comes back up, I'll head over to you, Bryson. How have you seen the audience and the community within Web3 changing across this last year? Yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's gone in a couple of ways. I remember when the bear market first hit, um, you know, viewership drops down from a content a content creation perspective uh drop down a ton but yeah like kind of similar to what gabby echoed you have like that core that small core that hangs around they they tend not to go anywhere they tend to be the ones that are like truly like behind you some of them in the audience today shout out to naim i see you i see you down there so for me it was um very much like an enlightening moment because i was like okay well when we're past this point of like hey what just makes me the quickest money like who am i going to be building with and i think i found that so i think it did move into a space where there's less there's less noise and more people that are truly focused on like being around and, and doing dope things and like motivated by what the tech can provide more so than just like, okay, how do I make uh, quick money farming a token? Um, but I also think that there's a, there's still like a fair amount of, uh, I would say a fair amount of like disconnect between real like consistent gamers and, and people that are just like 
taking advantage of the space for the token aspect of like, oh my God, something's pumping 10%, but it's down 99.9% from all time high. So I think we see a lot of a lot of that euphoria around a, a lot of like games and things that have not fully released yet, which is cool. A lot of people are gonna make money off of it and that's great. Like, but it's also dangerous from the perspective of like taking into account overall like fully diluted valuations the amount of tokens that are actually locked versus the ones that are actually like in circulation there's a lot that goes into the tokenomic side of, of the game so i think that from my perspective i'm excited that games now are going to have more money to actually like continue funding and building and scaling quickly because when the bull market hits like there's that aspect of that team that's building has tons of tokens. Not only can they like, you know, change their own lives, but it allows them to put more time and energy back into the game, which is like a huge benefit. So I think that it's like understanding that we're on the cusp of something great while also understanding that like tokens aren't a true representative of like the value that a game is, is, is truly providing, especially if the game hasn't launched. So I try to keep my, um, I try to keep my thoughts in terms of like where I think things are going to go on more of the even keel side until I truly see movement in the market for things beyond just like speculation, because speculation is going to happen anytime there is some sort of token involved in crypto. Like that's just a part of it. But the true numbers, the traction behind it, the, the global outreach that's happening, like the grassroots friends telling their friends to play games, like that's where it truly starts to spark this like magical continuous like cycle of people playing the games for reasons outside of how do I just like burn this token as quickly as possible back into my own fiat or whatever the case may be. So I'm excited for what the future holds in the, in the Web3 gaming space, but I still think there's like a, a level of expectation that has to be set. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic point. And hopefully everyone can hear me now that I'm up. I do like the idea of when people ask me about games in this gaming space, I have two answers I give them. I've got one answer to do with, do you want to play the game? Or one answer, are you trying to just get in on a token that you think is going to do well? That's the two options I've got with my two friend groups. One that are all about playing uh, games such as Zach that now is playing Warcraft at three in the morning. I'm really sorry I reintroduced him to that game. And then we've got others that didn't even know what Tetris was that are just asking me about gaming tokens because they see number go up. So I've got different answers depending on the demographic I'm speaking to. Now, thinking of the gamers that we have here, I'm not going to use the term real gamers because I hate it, but people that are actively playing a game and putting time into any game, no matter what it may be, they can have opinions on that. So we're all going to have a favorite category. I know I've got a favorite category. I've got a favorite genre, but I want to hear more from you guys. Um, and I think I'm going to start, let's go straight back to you, Bryson. What's your favorite category? And do you have a specific game within there that you're looking out for? Yeah, my favorite category is like overwhelmingly FPS. Um, but two things that I've noticed, especially like in the Web3 space, one FPS is going to be the hardest, the hardest um, game to actually deliver upon just because the amount of like potential anti-cheaters or people that are looking to cheat and having to create an anti-cheat that can like combat it so unless you are working with the right company i i see a world where fps's run into a ton of problems especially if there are like insane rewards behind it um so even though my favorite genre is fps and that's what i play mostly i think what the world does kind of like truly like interest me the most in terms of immersing myself in a more casual way is has been like uh, mobile games. I haven't been a huge mobile game player for my entire life, minus like the first couple years I got an iPhone. Uh, but more recently, I've enjoyed playing the simple experiences more in Web3 because they often tend to be more fleshed out. They often tend to ship faster. They can iterate faster. They're 
I would say the overall experiences aren't as complex. So you're able to get more consistent feedback from your audience as to what actually needs to change to make the game better. And sometimes simple is actually the formula to like achieving what you want in the space. So I've enjoyed like a combination of different types of games and like variety, but the, the two different like starking differences is, you know, I play a lot of FPS dabbling a little bit in the mobile or like very simple game experiences. And then from, from there, like, I love to play a good a good Dark Souls style game every now and then, like something to just kind of get my mind away from both of those two avenues. So like I have a I would say like a, a pretty refined palette for, for games at this point. Yeah, I uh, love the idea of the uh, the more casual and more mobile games as well, just through ease of access and likelihood that they're going to have more people coming in to be able to play it. Um, whilst we're still talking with you about FPSs, you recently were uh, banned from your CSGO and lots of people had different interpretations of how Web3 would fix this. And I saw one of your tweets about it. What do you think is the difference between banned in CSGO or banned from a blockchain game? I mean, I think it's definitely worse, worse to be banned in CSGO because I spent like $8,000 in it. Um, luckily, I was able to get unbanned. But it's interesting because like the biggest uh, differentiator that most people talk about when it comes to like, oh my God, well, like if you're banned in a Web3 game, like you can still sell the assets. And it's like, yeah, you can still sell them, but the game can also elect to like ban the assets from being used in the game. I mean, we've seen it like back previously, uh, even back during the times of like Axie Infinity when I used to play that game. People would do things like scam and stuff and like, yeah, they could still sell the asset, but it would always be marked as banned. So there's still like a lot of like things that Web3 doesn't solve for because at the end of the day, it's still a thing of you shouldn't be rewarding anyone for being banned for purposes that are actually true um but beyond that what i'll say is uh i really think that i really think that ultimately for games to get to a point where the friction isn't where it is in web3 it's very much going to have to do with like user experience especially when it comes to wallet user experience so i think there are some blockchains that are doing some good things on that front and creating like a, a really open experience but when you look at like a big company like a steam or something they're not they're never going to care about banning a couple thousand dollars even up to a million i've seen some accounts get banned and they have like five million dollars in gaming assets and it's like damn like bro had enough to i mean retire and he just got banned for and sometimes it's not even your fault so i think like that's the scary side of web 3 i mean a scary side of web 2 and and really the true value i see in web 3 and seeing the tokens is just the overall governance if it actually gets to that point. Like imagine you could appeal a ban to the community and the community could review the files and the case action and decide based on that, like whether or not a ban should be like, you know, actually happening or not, or or the actual severity of a ban. So I think there's so much more that the governance side can play into like the overall community infrastructure of games that hasn't been tapped into too much just because we are still very early. But I think that's where I truly find interest in because I think there's going to be tons of people that run into situations where maybe it's a ban, maybe it's a proposal to run a tournament, maybe it's a an idea that could help spur the marketing side of a game. And it's like, okay, like let's let the community really take a, a good hold in like solving these problems. Yeah, I think that's a great point. The idea of governance being a true part that can really play into projects that are building in Web3 opposed to the idea of, yes, you still own the NFT, it's a banned NFT, it's a marked NFT. And the idea is that the game could die and you still own these NFTs. But if no one buys it, it doesn't matter that you still own it. So I do like that people were seeing your CSGO ban as not always a 
a thing they could preach Web3 about. So <laughs> I like your answer there. I'm going to throw the same question over now to you, Gabby. What is your favorite genre through the awards? And is there a specific game in that genre you're really keen for? Well, I'm, I'm definitely a RPG and TCG guy. Uh, for TCG, started with Magic the Gathering back, you know, way back when. Got into Hearthstone a few years ago. Most recently played Marvel Snap, and that is actually what got got me into Axie Infinity as well. And recently, in past uh, month or so, I've been really enjoying Parallel. I think kind of Parallel's definitely up there in people's um, estimations. I know there was getting a bit of um, TCG, I don't know, weariness, and I think it did do quite well to reinvigorate people's interest in that that genre as well. And I'll, yeah, and it's I'll a, just a really, really solid game overall, even. Uh, if you didn't care about the uh, prime earnings or the NFTs, uh, it's uh, it's just a really fun game. I definitely agree. And from what I've seen of people playing it, I think that seems to be the the overall sentiment. So it'll be interesting to see how that one performs as well. Now, head over to you, Oliver. Do you have a favorite category and a game within that category that you're kind of interested in? Um, yeah, so, so for me, the best category you, you have is, is really best on-chain games. I think um, in, in terms of innovation and technology, I think that that's where li- the, the biggest differential factor lies. It's super, super hard to um, even try to do a truly decentralized game. Uh, and 100% for the on-chain, many people will tell you it's, it's impossible. I've, I've seen things coming... Best on-chain game for me is the is the uh, uh, is a great category. Is the one that I really really look forward to because I think the innovation truly lies on on-chain games and and so many uh, games tend to say that they're decentralized, but truly a hundred percent decentralized is is super super hard to achieve technologically, if not impossible, to what some people would, would say. So I'm. Truly looking forward to that category in, in particular because I again I think the innovation lies there. Um, not any specific game within the ones you've selected there. I think they're all really really cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's my answer. Hope you heard this line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. This is by far the worst the Twitter space has performed technically for me in quite some time. So thank you for bearing with us, Oliver. It seems you're bearing most of the brunt of Twitter kicking people off of the stage. The next question I'm going to ask is the idea of, do you think there is maybe a dark horse to be looking out for within the voting this year or a game that you've seen within the nominations that didn't make it to the top five that is going to be a dark horse to watch for next year. And I'm going to throw that over to you first, Gabby. Do you think there's a dark horse that's winning this year or a dark horse that just missed out on the top five? So I think one of the games that I really like that is a dark horse is uh, Block Lords. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's already on the Epic Store. It's uh, starting to get there. I think it... uh, it still could use a little bit more content, but uh, yeah, it's starting to really build up and uh, it's going to be a lot more solid game within the next year. I'm also excited to see how Block Lord goes. I definitely want some more events beyond a man full falls too far in love with his sheep. Um, I'm interested to see what other events that they put into the, put into the game there. Going over to you, Bryson, do you have any dark horses for the awards or for the year coming up? 
Uh, I mean, for the awards, not really. Like, I think that I think that the best to me, I think that the the game of the year probably should be parallel or, ironically, big time. Um, just because I think that they have been like consistently putting out stuff, even if I have my own like issues with like uh, the repetitiveness of the game. But if I had to pick a game of the year, I'd go with parallel. I think like they've been crushing it. Um, and from the perspective of a dark horse in terms of next year, I think a game that's going to be on everyone's radar is a uh, battle plan. It's like a very simplified uh, auto battler, but very much mobile native. And I've been playing it for a little bit past couple of weeks and it's just been a lot of fun. So I would say next year, that's definitely going to be one that I, I see in the top five. Nice. Definitely be keeping an eye out for that one. And I think, well, no, but dark horse, I think parallel is, is going to do quite well just from the whole reaction from the space towards it. I think it's been really good. And then, um, Oliver, which do you think, is there any dark horses that people are missing for this year and ones that maybe are going to creep through next year? I do like your answer there, Oliver. Sorry, I lost the track of it battling to unmute myself to respond to you. Okay, so I'm going to move on to another question. Um, and this one is to do with looking forwards to the third year, which will be coming up, obviously, December next year. What type of things do you think we're going to see change and happen? And what do you think is going to be the, like, maybe one of the big things that's happening in the space? Like, we've heard lots of talk of people bringing in AI to help them build the games and also AI within the games itself to make yourself some sort of dungeon master that is going to be ever evolving and ever changing to the type of stuff you're saying and you're doing within that game. But what do you think is going to be happening next year that people should have an eye out for if they're not already looking for it and we'll start with you oliver in the hopes that you don't get kicked before you can give the answer <laughs> i'm gonna go super quickly um so f for me uh, one essential piece of the equation that's missing is the customer acquisition on the development of the, of the game side within web3 uh within web2 games you have so many different tools to kind of bring um, players onto the game, onto the right chain. Um, right now, we're missing those pieces um, of, of, of companies. And, and some companies are doing a great job trying to build this, but not, not where they, sh they are supposed to be. And if we all want one of these games to be the game of the year and not just the, the Web3 game of the year, then we're going to need that customer acquisition piece to be much, much stronger than what it already is. And so from what I'm seeing, I hope that uh, year three will bring this um, onto uh, game, game developers for them to be able to make bigger hits than what they're able to do today. Um, and obviously, Gen AI is changing quite a, quite a few things. I, I'm hoping that next year we'll see that um, evolving into gameplay evolution. Nerd me <laughs> this time. Yes, I got the full answer. Cool. So, yay, Twitter! <laughs> and I think it's a, I think it's a good answer actually as well because the problems there are ones that are kind of across the board in terms of gaming. User acquisition has become more expensive and harder, without even throwing the difficulty of Web three onto it. So, I think they're now starting to tackle problems that are more industry wide rather than kind of within our niche even if it is slightly harder within the niche so i think i think that's definitely a great answer and heading over to you bryson what do you see as the big kind of shake up and change that's coming in the the next year that you'd like to see coming out i think that the world of ai and how it, it like affects game development is going to be like super prevalent especially when it comes to like asset generation i feel like i'm already seeing it uh happening like behind the scenes with a couple of companies that are like trying to build 
uh, platforms to be able to just prompt and create like assets that you can like stick directly into your game. And I mean, if that happens, I think that whole production pipeline cycle from like ideation of a gaming asset to the actual like creation and, and like launching and publishing something in a game will be incredible. Also, I've seen some like companies that are like doing like AI lot AI logic for games, which could also be really cool. Where it's like, hey, you know, here's the type of game I'm trying to build, and they, and like AI can kind of construct it. But I also like feel like we're still a little ways away from a lot of the true innovation around AI. Like even in the early stages where you have like the voice, the AI voices and all that, like you can tell that you know they're still AI voices, even though they're they're pretty good and they've come they've come a long way. So I think that AI is is always going to be like considered. Um, super prevalent when in terms of like what's coming next but to be honest like i'm just i'm just super excited just about whatever the simple experience the most simple experience that can create the best amount of, of user traction is what like excites me the most about the space i think that we're going to start to see more games be able to like create uh, a lot of buzz outside of just like the traditional web3 gaming communities and then i also think we're going to see more of the more of the people who are just truly a part of like the crypto and nft space find their way into games for reasons other than just tokens but actually playing like really quick experiences i think nft projects actually had the advantage like the one like the, the projects who uh were, were big last cycle from a non-gaming perspective i feel like they have like one of the best advantages when it comes to gaming because they have these built-in communities that are already behind them and want to see them like perform well. And of course, they might not all be gamers, but if you can create a simple enough experience that like grabs someone's attention, even if they aren't a traditional gamer, not everyone has to hop on a PC and play a game for four to five hours a day for it to be a, an impactful experience. So I think that those simplified experiences that really just begin to make waves in terms of communities that are non-gaming are also going to be incredible because if they can do that, the communities that game will probably be behind them as well. And that's one of the beauties behind uh, the NFTs and, and, and tokens of the spaces. You start to build in like strong communities like at the base level people who believe deeply before they even get to a point of like a full product. So I think that I'm, I'm super bullish on like how communities can impact like the next wave of like builders to come into the space and then also the next wave of players. Yeah, I think that's something that people really need to be looking out for that it's not always going to be these super high end like shrapnel type games or parallel like type games that bring in the most people. Super simple stuff for people that maybe aren't considered a traditional gamer they maybe spend a little bit of time on a browser game on their side window or those old school farming games from facebook and things like that so we've got a, another jury member has turned up for the last question has joined us so i'm going to throw this question over to jesus what do you see happening next year what do you think is going to be the big something that could potentially happen next year that you would like to see Ooh, that's a good one. Well, let's be honest. We're all looking forward to GTA, but unfortunately that one's happening in 2025. I'm really looking forward to a lot of these games that were building up that narrative that they were going to come out, finally coming out. There's always this distinction that people have with crypto gaming and the overall crypto space. Which is why, you know, like, I agree uh, with Bryson on some points where he's like, you know, at some point, we're going to have to stop thinking about the tokens. We're going to have to start thinking about the NFTs. And these guys have the leg up. And that's always awesome. Like, yeah, actually, you know, I, I, I think of us as the weirdos of the crypto space. For the most part, at some point, the tokens will not be as, as important. It's, 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 we're very self-aware. I'm aware. You know, at some point, these games are going to come out. They've been in development for who even knows how long at this point, four, eight, 
maybe two years, depending on what game it is. It's been a long time. We've been waiting. I, I'm, I'm getting gray hairs at this point, and, uh, you know, we're, we're getting older, so we want to play these games. I'm looking forward to the day where I can load up a game and I can play it for more than eight hours. Because I don't think there is a streamable game on Web3 right now that I can hop on every single day and actually feel dopamine hit every single time I play it. So 2024 is going to be that year. Why do I know it's going to be that year? Because, I mean, you, you've talked about Shrapnel and a million other games. They're all going to be coming out in 2024, let's be honest. So, yeah, 2024 is the year. We already have a bunch of partnerships with Web2 companies. I mean, I literally just woke up and I saw Gods Unchained hopping over to Amazon Prime Gaming. Might not be the biggest deal in the world, but it does show that there's a lot of interest from traditional gaming sources uh, into getting into, at least learning about Web3 and giving them a try, giving them a little, a little carry on a stick. No, I think that's all going to be very exciting, and I definitely think it's there. I don't like the idea of getting older, but it's definitely happening, and attention span is definitely getting shorter. So the games need to actually be able to hold that. For, I, I'm surprised you said eight hours. I think I would have gone slightly lower. But bef before we carry on around the table with the questions, I did want to ask you as well, what do you think your dark horse is for the awards and for the year coming up? What game do you think people are sleeping on a little bit? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, the game that should win every award this year is probably Big Time. They're the biggest game by far in the space. They have the most concurrent players uh, that aren't filled with a bunch of bots and people that have to actively play the games. So I was I was pretty upset when I didn't see them winning every award. So, yeah. I mean, like, how are you supposed to vote for something that's not out? Okay, like, let's be honest. You know, like, <laughs> you can't do it. I can't do it morally. So... You know, there, there were a couple titles that I was like, okay, you know, I mean, the game's not out yet. Like, how am I supposed to vote for Star Atlas? I love Star Atlas, but the game's God knows how many years out. There's so many other games that just aren't out yet. So, you know, we're, we're still at that point. Like, last year we had an award show, and the award show was filled with a bunch of games that weren't out. You know, this year a lot of those games aren't even on the list because they're still very far out, and, you know, their hype cycles died out. Uh, but I'm sure next year's award show is going to make a lot more sense, so I'm excited for that one for sure. Definitely agree with the kind of idea of Playboy. I had the same self-restriction that I placed there. Other than most anticipated, I did only vote for ones that I'd, I'd actually played um, because otherwise I felt like I would, wouldn't be a good good way of voting. But no, thanks for those answers. I'm going to head over to Gabby. Gabby, I forgot where we were in the questions, actually. Uh, we did Dark Horse, but oh yeah, what are you excited for seeing next year? What do you think is going to be the shakeup in Web3 in the next year? Well, of course, there's a lot of new titles coming out. The most interesting thing I'm seeing is also within AI, but more focused on AI agents within gameplay. So there's a couple of uh, games that are exploring this. One is back again to uh, parallel. They're doing a second game called Colony, where there's an AI agent in an NFT. So it's an NFT inside a game, doing stuff inside a game, and then they're collecting assets within their wallet. So each NFT is a, a token bound account or ERC6551, which, you know, if you know, it, it's an NFT with its own wallet. So infuse that with an AI agent and you have basically semi-autonomous agents uh, in game that are able to harvest assets for you, which is just super interesting. And I think we'll be seeing a lot more of this theme being explored in the next year. Yeah, I would uh, 
definitely say that I'm also super excited to have Colony come out. I play a lot of Colony-based games already, and when we had um, Parallel up on one of our spaces, then they were telling me about Colony, because I'd not heard too much about it prior. I was getting very excited and thinking, this is exactly the type of game I want to be playing. So we're actually coming towards the end of the space now. Apologies to everyone that was listening um, through the technical difficulties, but before we finish up, I'm just going to go round to our jury members that we have up here and just give you a little bit of time, maybe about one to two minutes just to say what you're up to in the space and what people should be looking out for from yourselves um and we'll go over to you oliver first um just to let people know what you're doing and if there's anything specific they could be um watching you for to find out more information sure um so obviously working at um aws and you know amazon as, as a whole around games and i think you know the Different companies and sister companies are, are really, really trying to push within games for for um, the past few years, uh, depending on on you know on the different layers um, that that you can watch out for. You know, obviously, uh, Twitch is going to bring some really, really cool new features. Um, yeah, so um, just Amazon as a whole is bringing great new things around around uh, game development and around uh, gamers in general, whether it's Switch, whether it's AWS on the technical side, there's some really, really cool uh, announcements that have been done at reInvent last week. Uh, I, I think Amazon Studio is also um, going to publish a, a new game this year, so that's going to be super, super cool. Awesome. Sounds really good. And once again, no, apologies no, that no, Twitter no. appears to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I'm going to throw it over to you, Gabby. Um, what type of stuff are you doing and what should people be looking out for? Sure. So at YDG, we've been enabling communities of players to go out and try and enjoy their favorite Web3 games. We've been developing quests and reputation systems so that people can get achievements based on what quests they've done and kind of build their like gamer achievement profile. I think uh, in the future, you're going to see us pushed more on guild-based quests, which uh, uh, we're working on a lot recently. And yeah, I think that uh, guilds are really not going away. People who are wanting to play together and enjoy these games together is a concept that I think will never get old, and uh, we're going to be supporting more of that in the near future. Yeah, I love that idea as well, actually. The idea of that you're connected as a group, not connected because of a specific game. And that's um, the one of the discords I've been in the longest time. It's just a bunch of us that all play games together, and it's never been about playing a specific game. So I love that idea. Uh, next, let's throw it over to you, Bryce McMahon. What are you up to, and what should people be looking out for? Uh, in general, just creating content. Um, it's, it's cool because I've been working behind the scenes with a, a ton of different games like in, in various different stages, whether it's like chatting about go to market and how you actually like create a short form message on TikTok that makes people interested in what you're building and like documenting the process. So a lot of storytelling stuff and, and continuing to play games, of course. Uh, but over the next like year or so, I expect to continue to work with games in a more intimate capacity outside of just my own content, but finding ways to help them reach new audiences because I think that eventually we'll get to the point where uh, we do reach the amount of people from Web3 that are like currently looking to play the games consistently. And then those games will have to go out and embark and find new audiences. So that's the area where I want to help games grow the most is like, how do you go out and, and find that traditional audience in Web2 and make them interested in actually being a part of things that are happening in Web3? So I'll be doing a ton of that and sharing the games that I work with on my timeline like Austin. 
that sounds awesome, man. I love the idea of next year being about user acquisition, but specifically for those that aren't already in the space. And I, I really hope that that's something that gets driven more as the year progresses um, next year. Uh, finally, let's send this over to Jesus. What are you doing? What are you up to? Why should people be paying attention to you? Yeah, so I'm a content creator. I hyper-focus on crypto gaming economies. I feel like even to this day, people don't really understand the specifics of all the implications of every single little change that people do in crypto gaming and how crypto works and not only crypto it's just economics right how a currency is affected by a certain action and how video games can take advantage of that i mean i remember when i played arc age and i was so excited to buy these little arc passes but the economy went all over the place and the people that didn't understand it you know unfortunately for them they got got on out of there uh, economies are so important so i'm that person i explain it to people on youtube on twitter apparently because everybody likes using x follow my x that's kind of cringe uh, but anyway yeah I, I still can't get over it i'm uh, i'm very excited about crypto game economies i don't think there's really anyone out there that has actually played the games is good at video games and also understands economies so i'm that guy filling the space man loves to always bring up that he was challenger league of legends and i love to hear it as well so uh, i will head over now to our co-host so gaspode what are you doing and what should people be paying attention to it's not he's here he's here he wouldn't let me on mute uh yeah just content creator as well we're all rocking the content up the top here currently fleshing out watch your game focuses on introducing new games by any means necessary so head over check out watch your game find out new games that i'm playing reviewing hopefully enjoying but every now and then you pick up a stinker so keep the reviews coming essentially but yeah <laughs> big thank you once again to everybody for coming up today um apologies to the listeners and guests for the twitter errors that are happening for spaces this is the worst technically performing twitter space i've done in a long time so i'm very sorry especially to you oliver as you bore the brunt of all of this but as always um, the voting ends on the 7th and then next week is going to be the awards itself. So make sure you're getting over there, getting your votes in if you haven't already. Make sure you're checking out everything we are doing in line for when the uh, event is going to be happening. And make sure you come along and watch it. I know there is a live watch party happening in Portugal with some of the team. So if you're in Portugal, you might be lucky and watch with some other people or you can just catch us everywhere live as normal. If you're just catching the end of this space and you'd really like to catch up with it, or any of the previous ones we've done, they are all podcasts and are on four of the reputable podcast services, so you can go find us there. Um, and make sure you are heading over to games.gg in general, as we've got overviews, guides, and reviews. Once more, thank you, everybody, for coming up. See you all next week, and see you all for the awards. Until then, have a fantastic week, and goodbye.